when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, September 22nd, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 98. Almost to 100. We're close. We had to wait. We had to push one back. We didn't actually push one back, but Danielle went on, on vacation. I want to make sure we got 100 when Danielle was back, and it turns out it's going to work out okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to have a good 100th episode. We're only a few weeks away. I'm not stressed about it. Nothing to stress over. It's 2017. There's nothing to stress over. <laughs> That's the motto. Joining me, Patrick Klepek, who's definitely not stressed about it. What's one thing you're not stressed about? Oh, I have a golf outing the rest of the weekend, so I'm not stressed oh, about nice. that. That's just drinking that and sick. cigars and being mediocre at golf. Hell yeah. Rob Zachney, what's one thing you're not stressed about? I'm not stressed about what this uh, bourbon barrel-aged malt liquor is about to do to me. <laughs> wow. We just, last episode, wait, okay. <laughs> Rob? I mean, Did it might be your problem down? in a few minutes. This time last week, this time this uh, four days ago mm-hmm. on Monday, mm-hmm. you were telling us a, a story in which you drank a beer that was too strong after on an empty stomach, and it, it fucked you all up. A malt liquor, apologies, a malt liquor, not a beer. Uh, I don't really get the difference. Okay, uh, but it does seem to have some sort of physiological effect that is different and unique. But now you're just drinking on the cast. You're just good to go. You're just out here like it's <laughs> one up yours or like it's fucking wow, like wow. deep cut. <laughs> they all they all ended up okay, right? Everyone's yeah, every, mm. everyone's got yeah. yeah. Mm. Nothing awkward or untoward no. ever happened on the one up yours. Uh, oh, uh, that's okay. We have light topics to talk about today, like copyright and racism. So it should be an easy one. No, no uh, eggshells to walk on here. No, yeah. It's um, the past couple of weeks at Waypoint has just been like, let's just talk about how we love video games. We love right? video. Okay, well, I, I do love video. So let me just very briefly, before we get into heavy stuff, I just want to shout out uh, Heat Sig, Heat Signature, which just came out uh, in the new game from uh, developer Tom Francis and uh, the studio that, that, that he runs, uh, which is called Suspicious Developments, which is a great name for a studio. Um, that is a, a sort of top-down spaceship heist game you are uh they make inter- gunpoint one of the best games of the last five yes. years yeah gunpoint is legitimately j- just incredible but Patrick, I... I really want you i want both of you to play heat signature if you like gunpoint at all you should play heat sig also what were you gonna say i was i just want you should go play gunpoint it's I... that game was fucking great it's phenomenal uh heat sig is like a little less um puzzly than than gunpoint so in gunpoint you were it was kind of like a cyberpunk noir thing where you're breaking into corporate facilities and using you know uh hacking by by like rewiring the buildings 
Uh, so you would do stuff like you would flip a, you would turn a light switch so that instead of opening a, a you know, the turning on the light, it would open a door or, mm-hmm. you know, zap somebody with a loose electrical wire or something. And then you'd use guard AI to do all that. This doesn't do that. Heat signature doesn't do like that style of puzzle solving. Uh, instead, it's a procedurally generated team with a lot of proc gen in it. Your characters are procedurally generated by name and what their equipment loads are. Uh, and then the spaceships are procedurally generated. And the goal is to break into spaceships, which one, the way you do that is by flinging yourself at them in a tiny pod from across the galaxy and then like matching speed and then just docking just right it's very it's like a vacuum seal it's a very uh, a pleasing very pleasurable sound to do that and then it goes into almost like a hotline miami style looking kind of top down view of the ship that you can zoom in and out of um and like uh uh gunpoint there's lots of cool gadgets that you can use um, so things like, uh, there's like five different teleporters. So like one of them will swap you with somebody. Another one will take you really far, but only if there's a direct line with no doors in the way. Um, it can like, it's called the sidewinder. It can like go through hallways and take turns and stuff, but it can't go through doors. Uh, and my favorite one is the, uh, visitor where it's like, all right, you can teleport somewhere, but for two seconds, you have two seconds to get done whatever you need to get oh, done when you get there. Oh, that's really it's- smart. Patrick, you should at least watch some of the. Well, I should go back in and we. So I streamed it with Jack DeKeat, who's a Waypoint freelancer friend of mine, um, and uh, we had a lot of these just incredible moments where like you just get this thing of like the because of the way that the gadgets work, things like the teleporter or like shields or there's a stealth device, but it doesn't make you invisible. It gives you like a little triangle in front of you, and that from that one angle you're invisible. So you're just <laughs> doing this like. It's almost like a, it feels a lot like a Coen Brothers movie or like a British comedy of just like I'm bungling my way through this and just like, OK, don't just don't look in this corner. If you don't look at this one corner, I'm just going to like slide past this whole row of guards or like, all right, I have to get in that room. What do I do? I need someone to open the door so I can use the Sidewinder teleporter. So I'll throw a wrench at a wall so they hear it and come check it out, which will briefly open the door. So I'll pause the game and then teleport through the door before it closes. And like that sort of stuff is really fun and good. And then like like Gunpoint, lots of throwing yourselves out of windows, except some or other people, except these windows go to space, uh, and that's a, a whole fun thing. So check that out. We did the stream. You can find that. Uh, we did an article that has an embed of the stream uh, uh, archive at waypoint.vice.com. Just, just a quick question yes. about this, because it sounds like there's a lot going on, and there is. it sounds really cool. But when you when you talk about this, it also reminds me a little bit of um, another stealth game called Monaco, yes. uh, which had an art style I really enjoyed, but was so busy and this like, is, frenetic that I found is, it really hard to enjoy. This is so much more like restful than that. There's a pause button. There's a slow motion button. This is way more, okay, how do I deal with the situation? Pause. Let me execute on it. And let me even execute in slow motion if I have to. It's way more like, um, again, like I think Hotline Miami is, is, a, is a good comparison in the sense of like, okay, here is my, my solution is to jump into that room to use the, the subverter so that I knock out their shields and then, you know, take this shot, grab this guy's gun, throw it at this guy. Like that sort of stuff happens. It's not as, it's not as like uh, poetic or not poetic. So like, it's not as rhythmic as Hotline Miami, which was like, the levels were designed to be like, I step into the room on beat and like I, I take out these two people and it goes like, ba ba ba, and then you grab the gun and you throw it. Like, it doesn't do that stuff as well, but it's, it's a much, but it does do that in a way that Monaco didn't. Or Monaco, I felt like I was always just scratching at the, the strategic like layer of play or the tactical layer of play. I was just kind of batting my head against it. It's like I knew what I, I had I to do. I wanted to like, I, like, if you would describe Monaco to me, yeah. I, every time I go, that sounds awesome. And then every mm-hmm. time I played Monaco, I just could not get into it at yeah. all. It just did not I liked uh, it. click with me. 
I liked it more than most, but the, that was a, one of those games where the thing that I realized is I paid super close attention to it during its marketing blitz, which meant that I knew a lot of things about the game and the gameplay that the game didn't teach you. And so I was like, it was one of those moments where I realized, like, okay, if I want to write about this critically, and I don't think I ever did write about Monaco, but I need to stop being such a fan of the marketing of games that I like. I have to stop, like, letting the marketing teach me and instead say, okay, does this game successfully teach me? If I just downloaded this on Steam today, would it correctly show me how this ability worked or whatever? Is, um, um in his signature, when... Is it a game where, like, you instance into the world and get as far as you can, and then you die, and then you no, start so from scratch? Or? It has, like, a really cool meta structure. Um, so you the game starts by you playing a character who, like, takes over a space station and, and makes it independent. The game takes place in this nebula uh, that has some sort of, like, rare mineral or something in it, and there are four factions fighting over it. Um, there's, like, an engineering faction. There's, like, a weird glitchy hacky faction. There's, like, a police faction that d it has no lethal damage. All of their weapons are concussive knockout things, but there's a, a really great dialogue with someone from that faction who pushes the, like, we don't kill people to a very disturbing end that's, like, oh, but you do everything up to killing people. You're fucked up. Sounds uh, and pretty then, like, woke to me. It's pretty woke. <laughs> yep, the woke gamer definitely belongs to the space cops. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he definitely would join those fuckers. Uh, and then there's like a, an evil mega corporation, right? In which like, it's not even a, there's no, it's a, there's again, again, a really great dialogue about that, that mega corporation that's like, this is just an animal. Like, this is just a machine. Like, there's no thought in it because profit motive is all there can be. Everyone just has, is, is obliged to take, to make decisions that hurt people all the time, but not because they want to hurt people because they have to because of what their legal obligations are. It's really interesting. Learn more at centrism.biz. <laughs> Fuck. Everyone go to centrism.biz. It's uh. extremely good. Um, uh, and so the the way that like the meta structure works is you play an individual character. Your individual character has a goal, which is almost always like revenge or justice or or greed. Uh, the three things: revenge, justice, greed. Um, where it could be like, okay, I want to go on the one last heist for this thing that's worth a billion dollars so I can retire. But to do that, I need information from this information broker. So I have to do little missions, then get the information to go on that big heist. Or get the, inf you know, get the, get the money to pay the information broker who will then tell me where my kid's been kidnapped. And I, then you go off and do that personal goal mission for that character. If your character dies, you then switch to a new character. If they're captured, you can switch to a new character and then go try to rescue them, which is really cool. Like the next character you play, their personal mission will be to go rescue your last character. And then on top of all of that, you're slowly liberating those stations. So for every mission you do, you're basically like increasing a bar that says liberation progress. And as you start taking over different space stations, you unlock new equipment to that is like filtered into the rest of the game. Almost like... Um, God, what did that recently? I, Spelunky didn't do that. Spelunky doesn't do, like, new stuff starts to appear in the world, right? Mm -mm. Something else does that. Another, like, roguelike style thing. Oh, um, not Rogue Legacy either. Oh, oh, um, Dead Cells. Like, Dead Cells. You know in Dead Cells you do the thing, Patrick, where it's like, oh, I, I point the points into this thing, and so now this, or I found this thing once, and now it'll start showing up in the game. Like, I found right. the blood dagger. That's right. how this works, where it's like, oh, the armor-piercing guns will start showing up because I took over this space station. And gotcha. so if you lose a character, you just change characters, but the galaxy map stays where it was, um, which is cool. It's, it's, I think there could be more to that meta structure, but I'm really enjoying it, and I'm excited to just keep putting more time into it because it's a fun sandbox uh, like by itself, in a, the same way that Gunpoint could be, where it's just like, what other bullshit can I get into here um, so that's the one thing I'm not stressed about today 
Do we want to talk? What do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about PUBG and Fortnite? Or do we want to talk about South Park? Let's talk about South Park. Come on. All right. Let's talk about fucking. So I, I, wanna, we, I don't want to lose it the way we lost it the no, last time. So we lost it. Okay. So the last time that we were supposed to talk about South Park, um, the what's the fucking subtitle? Uh, the fractured butthole. Right. The fractured butthole. Got you. The fractured butthole. Hole. Yeah. Please. Please. Mm-hmm, sorry. That's, I had to mm. pause. Yeah. Very funny. Um. We were going to talk about the fact that at the beginning of the game, when you're making your character, there is a slider for race and difficulty. It's one slider. It's if, you're, if your skin color is darker, the game is more difficult. And they don't mean that in terms of uh, uh, enemy HP or something. What's, what Cartman, who is talking to you as you're designing your character, tells you is that it just, it's just going to be that you get different dialogue and less money, basically. Uh, and then Ubisoft has told different outlets different things about this, so I don't even want to like say what Ubisoft's official position is, because if you check different stories, you'll see in some where they say, like, oh, no, no, that's actually just a one-off throwaway gag, and in other stories, that doesn't seem to be the case. So who knows on that thing? I talked briefly about that a few weeks ago. I was upset by it, but you're right, Patrick. The window on that sort of closed, not because the topic is over, but because people are kind of... We've shifted to the kind of, like, well, let's see what, what the execution looks like. Um... And for my money at the time, I was like, I just don't trust them to land this. Today is a good example of why I don't <laughs> trust them to land this. Uh, so I saw this through a, from Twitter user uh, Nebelian, who is yes, a, a who, pretty... if you do not if you do not follow Nebelian on Twitter, yeah. you should uh, you should make that part of your Twitter repertoire. He is very funny and observant, and yes. uh, shares a lot of uh, really good stuff. Yep. Um, it was a good aggregator of just, like, information yes. about games on, on, on Twitter. <laughs> he, li- so. he helps me do my job, and yep. I laugh at the work that he does. Totally. So shout-outs to, to Nebelian, uh, and, and who tweeted, New South Park, the Fractured But Whole trailer, uh, parodies footage of the Plant Kanye West video game presenting his dead mother as a fish on a unicorn. And I had not seen that trailer at that point. Uh, boy... That just happens, huh? They're just so for people who don't know, Kanye had debuted uh, at I think the Easy Season Three premiere a mm-hmm. year and a half ago or something, maybe a year when he ago did now. that like really absurd like arena. Yeah, it was at Madison Day- Square Garden. I think it was yeah. last year. Yeah, um, he debuted footage from what was supposed to be a mobile game uh, in honor of his mother who passed away a few years ago. It was a very impo- like a very heavy time in his life. I guess more than a few years ago now. I guess we're like we're approaching a decade now. It was right. like eight eight years ago or something like that. Six to seven years ago. Um, uh, in which uh, a figure, I believe his mother was on the back of a horse, the back of a Pegasus, going through the skies, like riding across a rainbow into heaven, basically. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things that was just like, it, you know, who knows how that game would have been. But it was like, oh, cool, he's, this is how he wants to honor his mom. Yeah, who like, the fuck this cares like, that, I, like, right. if the game was good or bad? Like, it was, in, right. um, of all of uh, Kanye West, like, in, in the arc of his overtures, like, the man trying to use his resources to pay tribute to his mom and like bring people into his feelings that experience like right. that's an admirable goal regardless of the outcome and just not not something you fucking dunk on like that's like his mom died right like, so the 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 joke here is that it's a fish riding on the back of the unicorn through a through the sky and like it's a bad <laughs> it doesn't mean anything right like it's not and also, and also, the coloration on the fish has made some people talk about how it, it definitely is the same color palette of, like, shitty blackface. Like, it is, like, oh. big old red lips, huge, like, cartoonish eyes. I did not eyes. notice that. Like, look so. at it. Look at it with, that, with those words in your head. And again, don't know what's in people's hearts, but right. this is why I don't... 
I don't like trust that they could hit the the landing on the the races difficulty thing. And also, it's more complicated than that anyway. But but yes, that's the the why I'm like not here for it. Um, oh, wow. I don't know, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this also goes just goes to another thing, which is like Patrick, you were just talking about this right before we started uh, with Rob, which was like. South Park as a TV show is often a thing that gets made the week before it airs. Um, and a joke like this slides there because part of the joke is, wow, they referenced that thing that was just in the news. They're so quick. Like, oh, my, I already had part of my brain devoted to this. This thing happened a year ago. No one cares. And it's, all, like, it's already just a bad joke. Like, there's no... There's no, there's nothing to be gained by making fun of the fact that Kanye wanted to make a game for his dead mom. Well, like, just things not... have changed. Like he, like Kanye as right. a public figure, like has become reclusive. Clearly, yep. has a lot of uh, psychological issues that he's working toward. Like you know, reports are that like he was in like therapy and like recovery. Like, is this like this is the the, the person to to like to go after to go after like right. there are lots of and you know, if you're I mean, gonna go after listen I like Kanye West music I've always liked Kanye there are things to go there, there are there, so there. many things to go after with him like especially this year the year where he like I would have voted for Trump yeah the, the year where he like stood on top of a of a rig at one of his shows and shouted at his people like anti immigration shit like there is stuff to go after. Kanye for in 2017, but this is like the fucking completely like uh, the I want to say flaccid, but I'm trying to avoid penis words. Uh, completely, <laughs> it, it's they're certainly facile, empty, hollow sort of humor. When you have to, when you take the decision that the South Park creators have, especially going into this next season where they've specifically said they're not going to make any Trump jokes, where it's just like I'm, we're just not going to be, we're not going to have a position. We'll take down other positions, but we're not going to have one of our own. And that's when you end up grasping for fucking straws and saying, like, okay, who's a who's a public figure we can make fun of because we need to make fun of someone because we need to have jokes in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just <clears throat> it's it's so completely nerveless. And if you're yeah. not going like if you can't. The jokes to make about Kanye uh, really increasingly are about the transformation of his politics, yep. right? From uh, maybe sometimes a bluntly and awkward, awkwardly expressed uh, awareness of structural racism mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, inequities in America to kind of a uh, ce- celebrity uh, trollish nativism. Right. Those are the jokes to, to make there, but those are the kind of jokes that South Park would never actually go after because that territory, you know, they're kind of, they've always been kind of into that shit and clearly they're sort of backpedaling from any kind of like principled critique there. So, so how do they even present this Kanye figure uh, in this game? Looks to me like they're not even really sending up Kanye, but a stereotype, a very dated stereotype of a generic black rapper. Right. Uh, Right. And that's the thing is like, he's become the person they wish he had been. In a weird way, right? Like current Kanye, reclusive, like uh, uh, his, like you said, kind of nativist politics, very much focused on like his own work, less in the public eye, less give, less like uh, making claims about like politicians on the on a regular basis, less connected to to uh, you know movements of, of equality around race. Same like, sort of, today uh, has Dave Chappelle has like been leveled with a lot of the same. Totally. Things. Totally, totally. Well, this I, is, yeah. Ugh. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, to me, like, the Kanye of today is, like, the character, like, 
the things he's running from in the track "Gorgeous" of "Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" mm-hmm. have caught up with him. Oh, like, totally. He did not. He did not make it. Right. Uh, and uh, that's that's who he's become. Well, this is the thing is like you know who you know obviously off of "Life of Pablo." There's like I miss the old Kanye, and the thing that's amazing is "Life of Pablo" came out before we needed the old Kanye. We need like George Bush era Kanye West so bad right now, and we don't have that. And there's a joke to be made there, right? There's a, the joke to be made about Kanye West right now is, like, you used to have your fucking finger on the pulse, man. Like, you knew, again, like Rob said, like, you may not have always been nuanced about your political views, but you spoke truth to power in a way that was uh, impossible to ignore because it came with a degree of style and ferocity that, was that like, captured everyone's attention. And, and you can do jokes about that figure falling apart. And it isn't like he wants to make the, the one thing he's done that no one can argue with is he wants to pay people to make a game about his mother going to heaven. Chill. Just like, it's just not funny. It's not, I'm not offended. It's just not funny. It's just like it, it indicates how off base this like line of humor is because it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. There's there's nothing except like a the, reference. What's the, like, I just don't know what what's the punchline punch is. Right. Like right. there's a setup. But and maybe, may, you know, it's, I, again, like I don't think any of us are willing to. Uh, uh, to grant that uh, South Park has the evidence that there even is a punchline, but like, <laughs> right. there, I don't, I don't, like, I just don't know where the punchline is. Like, it's another shitty Kanye joke, right? right? Like, it's like, it's something that, like, maybe made you chuckle if it was written in a tweet 18 months ago, but, like, the fact that it's, you know, headlined in a video game trailer for a game coming out right. in a couple of weeks is, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and so, like, that game will be out soon, and. I'm gonna you know, play because I have to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. And and I, like, there are a few th- cultural artifacts that I look at with the same fascination as South Park, specifically because I was one of those kids that thought South Park was deeply hilarious and funny and spoke truth to power in a way that only like a middle school, high school kid who should not be <laughs> watching South Park, mm-hmm. who doesn't know how the world works. Uh, and there are a lot of people that I think that have gone through that the same evolution I have, which is like you have this fondness for uh, uh, Matt and Trey because it's it was it was edgy. Like you weren't like right. it was edgy from the perspective of like a young white kid mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't supposed to be watching. Same way that like you weren't supposed to watch The Simpsons. Like when right, you were, right, like, right. When you were like, South Park to me yeah. was what The Simpsons were when I was a much younger kid. Um, or Beavis and Butthead is actually probably the, the, the closer analogy. Yeah, Beavis, yeah, yeah. Beavis and Butthead was actually a much funnier show than South Park ever should get any credit for. Yep. Um, but it, but I, I find it fascinating to play it, if only because the stuff that I find myself chuckling at is often a reason to examine why I'm, why I'm chuckling at those things. Um, because I think South Park's specific uh, humor like sometimes does still get me, and prompts like a decent examination like am i laughing at that because well they clearly are talented and sometimes they do land a joke that is funny or is is that like young patrick coming out out, and needs to like recognize like that's not you know eh, like that's not where that's you should examine why you're laughing are you laughing at because it's an ingrained humor that is historically humorous to you that you should know better or is it you know every once in a while they do land a joke and that's interesting. So I ended up playing it. When I played the, I, I uh, sauntered over to the demo at E3 um, after I played uh, Rabbids. It was the event that you and I yeah, uh, yeah, went yeah. to Austin. The UB1. Because yep. no one was playing the kiosk, and I was like, I'm waiting for uh, Austin to finish up with whatever he's doing. So 
uh, I'll go ahead and play that. And it was just, like, nothing was funny about it. And not in the, like, I'm, like, I, I know better and, like, I'm aware and, like, the, mm-hmm. the transgressions they're enacting, like, you shouldn't laugh at that stuff. Like, it's not that I, kind of, like, it was right. it, it was nothing about it. Like, even if I was to strip away the, the, what I know better, like, about the world and their and their type of edgelord humor, like, it just wasn't fucking funny. The targets right. they were picking right. were not fucking funny. The, the I, setups were not fucking funny. I mean, I this, like, what this, is this game? This thing with the, with the mom on the unicorn then turns into, like, a combination of robot unicorn attack and Flappy Bird. Like, that's what ah. the – that's the follow-up. If you, if you watch the trailer, so that, that, those images, to be clear, came from a trailer that they dropped today, um, which is just, like – because the game went gold. That's why that's right. why they dropped this. And so it's like, it goes from... So in this, we also didn't set this part up, which is that in the South Park universe, Kanye is a fish who is gay, and there's often a punchline, which is he's a little gay fish, and that may, that's a joke uh, in this world, um, apparently. And so uh, Kanye's fish mother says, okay, baby, whatever you say, you little gay fish. Again, that's a punchline. Uh, at... The fact that he's gay, I guess this character, I, and then it turns into a Flappy Bird clone, and like I swear to God, she calls him a thug in there somewhere too. Oh, probably, probably. I I only watched it once, so. Uh, but then, like, why are we doing Flappy Bird jokes in 2017? The arc on that, like, again, there was a time for a Flappy Bird joke. It was like that week that everyone was writing stories about Flappy Bird jokes. I bet South Park did a Flappy Flappy uh, Bird joke that year two years ago uh and it was okay or three years ago now but like it just feels so dated and just like here is a reference here it is please just remember this reference that is the entirety of the joke uh and it just it just sucks it's just not a funny thing and it is frustrating to see so much of the defense come out that's like south park's always been offensive like i'm not saying it's offensive even i'm saying it's not funny i'm saying it's just like empty and and that is uh it's a frustrating thing to see that this is where we still are, I guess, to some degree. I'd rather them just get better at, at well, this, you know? I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, we're not still here, but, but South Park <laughs> is. And that's and that's kind of the issue that's eventually going to catch up with a show like that. It It's an artifact of a time when, for the people it was speaking to, you could feel like there were no consequences for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was in this, uh, you know, uh, you know, cotton-padded uh, world. That the South Park inhabited, where you know everything, you know, you'd, you'd always be safe. Like nothing would fundamentally change. Well, right. things are fucking changing, mm-hmm. and South Park's humor, by definition, kind of can't evolve with that reality because it's fundamentally like trying to being a, It's it was always kind of a guardian of the status quo, even as it pretended to be uh, countercultural. Yeah, well, and, and I think that part of the thing here too is like. To the degree that it was ever countercultural, it was because it was pushing against boundaries of decency. Um, and there's a guy who is in the White House now who has like re- who has changed what normal means for for decency. Uh, in general, we've moved to a place now where like fart jokes and dick jokes are not uh, subversive. They are, in fact, like pretty normative. Um, and to some degree, like you said, they, they always were in some ways in terms of who was the butt of those jokes and, and like what was the underlying meaning there. Uh, but but today, especially, there is now a growing different counterculture, right? Like I look at something like um, I haven't seen Neo Yokio yet, the the anime starring Jaden Smith and full disclosure, uh, Vice, Vice Lands, Jesus and Marrow. Um, but like there's a sequence here that I'm looking at 
in which Jaden Smith's anime character, it's Jaden Smith with pink hair as an anime boy, it's a series of four images, and he, it's, it's him on a phone being like, I'll, big her, I'll bring her a big Toblerone. And then, I brought you a big Toblerone, entering a room with a, to- a giant Toblerone and flowers. And then a third one, in which he says, you don't deserve this big Toblerone. And then a fourth one, which is just him holding a giant Toblerone in the rain. And it's just like... <laughs> For whatever, like, Twitter humor at this point is where you yep. end up finding what youth culture and youth, youth uh, humor looks like. And so, like, whatever the South Park model is still speaks to certain people and it will always speak to certain people. But there is a, 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 actually a, a new, like, era of what uh, countercultural, you know, uh, uh, subcultural comedy looks like in America. Well, it, it increasingly uh, feels like South Park, uh, the, the, the people that are, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to necessarily paint with the, the broadest brush possible, right. but it seems like it increasingly speaks to the kind of, uh, like, uh, gutter humor you find on, like, 4chan and places like right. that. Like, where, uh, the, whereas it felt counterculture in the 90s and early 2000s for South Park to push boundaries because, it got itself attention. Now it's just doing that because it pisses liberals off, right? Right. Like that's not right. necessarily sound, like it's it's essentially like the whole uh, you know like uh, 4chan uh, Trump uh, supporting part of of his base is like it's not about what they do. It's just about making people angry. It's not about making a point. Like right. in, the, in early South Park, I mean, pissing that's... people pissing people off was the point, right? Like, yeah. but it, like they were whatever you felt about the point they were making, they were making in some ways a political point in doing that but now that rings hollow in a way right. that it's it now it's just pissing people off to piss libtards off right like that's that's the that's the only the only well, direction the thing is like at the time there was this notion of like oh people are apathetic they're not checked into their politics even if we're like dunking on both sides what we're doing is getting people like agitated and agitation means maybe they'll go do something or become more more you know more aware or whatever like people are agitated now right people are on on every you know part of the political spectrum very engaged way more interested i think things like the growth of the DSA this year also speak to this which is like people actually want something that is uh, uh, post irony, right? Which is like, okay, no, shut the fuck up. Let's do something. Like, what yeah, are we picking do? a side? What are we doing? Yeah, pick a side. Actually, say a thing about a thing. If you if you don't get fans from that, that's fine. Like, you're not going to be happy. Not everyone is going to be a fan of yours. Instead, like, find a, a genuine message and then deliver on it. I actually think that you also see that stuff in in the growth of shows like BoJack Horseman, which has said things about like mental health. Like those, there, whatever the the people who followed South Park have been inside of the space of kind of animated comedy and and kind of countercultural comedy often have found a way to actually address issues that they give a fuck about outside of putting the issues you know like presenting the issues and the people associated as targets for for dunking and just i don't know like i i would i would be this comes after years of south park like kind of going back and forth on pc culture and like they have just never found in the last few years of anything that I've seen, and, and especially when I used to watch it seriously, like even at the time that I was watching it seriously, every episode, it was always with this eye of just like, oh, they're like missing the point here. Like, like you said, Patrick, sometimes they land a joke, but like there is no, there is no holistic position that, with South Park, and so now that I think part of the the kind of the viewership, the, the audience, the wider audience is aware about these issues, is tuned in in a way that they, they weren't when they were younger, I, I think the standard is higher for success. Like, not for just, 
again, it's not just about like, oh, we've offended you. It's just like, this isn't a thing. You didn't land a, a punchline here. Like, you can't just say a setup and expect that to be the joke. You can't just say, what if Kanye West was a gay fish and his mom, he wanted to put his mom in heaven. That's a thing in the world. That's not a joke. So, I don't know. We'll see how when that game comes out, Patrick. I'm glad you're going to play it because I'm curious. Yeah, and I, guess, as, as, I think uh, there are probably a lot of folks like myself that recognize the talent that those mm-hmm. two dudes have, like their comedic timing, their ability to capitalize on like current moments. Like some of the stuff I've watched in the past, like of uh, like basketball was like, like that's a right. funny fucking movie. Probably lots about shit about that movie that doesn't hold up that I have I a problem bet. with, but, if it, but it was a funny goddamn movie. And I think what's dis- like, I think what a lot of sort of fans that look back on that stuff or, or you just look at two folks that, clearly are very smart and adept and have a comedic timing that should be targeted at things. It, they should be punching up instead of down. And it's, they don't yep. even punch down. They just yep. punch everywhere. Yep. And it's just like the punches aren't landing in a way that is, it, it, it's wasted talent. It's like these totally. two dudes could be doing so much more with their platform and, and their talent. And instead they just seem to be flailing wildly in a way that just take yourself out of the conversation because it's like it's 2017. If you don't have something to say, like, it's just like, get the fuck out. Totally. Uh, so the other thing today, speaking of um, uh, copyright things, right? Like they have this this clone of Flappy Bird. That's a, a very funny joke. I mean, you know, maybe there is a, a tiny bit of relevance, uh, which is uh, Blue Hole, the developer of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, has uh, they, they in a press release today, they kind of went at Epic over over the newish... Uh, Fortnite Battle Royale mode. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Patrick? Like you, wrote, you just wrote a story about it. Yeah, so the, the setup is uh, a couple of weeks back, um, uh, Epic uh, wrote a post on uh, the PlayStation blog in which uh, the creative director of Epic Games, Donald Mustard, um, who was the lead designer on, oh, what was that Metroidvania they made? Uh, mm, oh, what was Shadow that? Complex. Shadow there Complex. it is. Yeah. Um, Speaking of games, now, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, who is now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not go down that road. Um, Google it, uh, <laughs> or just got card. Uh, and uh, so they put out a blog that was like, "Hey, we're adding this new game type to Fortnite. It's called Battle Royale mode." And they specifically cited Player Unknown's Battlegrounds as being like a pretty much direct inspiration, um, in which they took their like crafting survival uh, cooperative game um, that has essentially like a lot of the base elements are contradictory to sort of the base elements of Battlegrounds, but took this idea. And, and made a PvP uh, mode because uh, uh, Fortnite is largely a PvE game, um, and put in a blue wall and straight up called it Battle Royale. And if you know the history of, uh, or don't know the history of, of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, that was previously a straight up called Battle Royale mod for Arma 2 and 3 that PlayerUnknown worked right. on. And um, then, and then and he then, went to uh, Sony. Or, or Day, Daybreak Studios? Is that what it was? Daybreak that was part of Sony Online Entertainment and then split off from Sony and became Daybreak uh, a number of years ago that worked on the game uh, H1Z1, which then had a spinoff, several spinoffs, but one was called King of the Kill, right? Which is what uh, uh, Brendan Green, Player Unknown, worked on. And, uh, and then I'm pretty sure, Austin, you had read an interview where it sounded like uh, Brendan had worked with uh, Daybreak uh, and actually right. like license the idea behind Battlegrounds. Yeah, I don't. To them? I, that's the thing that's weird is because my understanding. I, I'm not currently an IP professional. I was one once briefly in my life, um, but I 
the thing that that surprised me was to read that uh, from from uh, an interview over at Rock Paper Shotgun uh, that Sony Online or Daybreak licensed the con. The I'm just going to read this quote because it's weird. Uh, RPS asks, so what was the ongoing nature of the relationship with Sony Online? Did they hire you? Were you a consultant? And Brendan Green says, I was a consultant. They licensed my game mode. They licensed my idea for inclusion, which was last man standing deathmatch with an ever-decreasing play zone with a random loot system. That's what my idea would be, really. They changed some stuff. They simplified the loot. Their bombing zones aren't the same as what I had them in Armor 3 and now in Battlegrounds, but I helped them get uh, get it into the game by just consulting with them for a few months, and then I really let them do their own thing. I went back to Armor 3 and then focused on getting the leaderboards online and doing all that stuff and letting them do their own thing. What, they, uh, what they've done has been great. They've got huge numbers of players in their world, uh, or in, their, in the world. Um, and that's interesting because that is not, as far as I know, the sort of thing that you're required to do with game mechanics. Um, Per you know previous research I've done, game mechanics cannot be copyrighted in in uh, America. You can do you can copyright code, you can copyright art, um, you can copyright other sorts of assets, right? You can copyright writing. You you know if you if you made a uh, uh, if there's a huge story mode, <laughs> and and another company did that, you know, took it word for word, you'd have a problem. But things like chess can't be cop- can't be, be given copyright protection. Um, they can't even be given something like trademark protection, right? Which is about what you go to the market as as a trademark, uh, which is you know things like Coca Cola, but also the red color on Coca Cola. Um, the Post-it notes have yellow. That that Post-it note yellow is is trademarked by 3M. Um, and so you could theoretically. You it's know, not you called a battlegrounds mode. It's called a battle. Right, royale. it's called a battle royal mode. Right, because battlegrounds is trademarked and or is is uh, registered as a trademark and has protection from that. But you, as far as I know, you cannot get any sort of IP protection, any sort of copyright protection for something like a blue wall closing in, uh, unless your blue wall is literally the same asset taken over. Which, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> Uh, Blue Hole, uh, as a company, spun off of another Korean company. Uh, was it NCSoft, Patrick? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, okay. Um, and then, Rob, did you read that the, the post about this? Uh, and it was like a GameIndustry.biz story from a while ago, yeah, which was like... Yeah, just the, the, their origin story is sort of like, uh, as they leave NCSoft, they take the, what was it, Lineage MMO uh, code and assets out the door with them, and use that as sort of the foundation for um, uh, for Terra, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. And uh, you might remember Terra uh, as being the uh, creepily, chi- uh, creepily <laughs> childlike uh, anime type characters mm-hmm. uh, that were also weirdly sexualized uh, in an MMO setting. Uh, really anticipating the rise of Gamergate, I think, which was a <laughs> forward-looking move on their Fuck. part. Uh, they've always been ahead of the game. Uh, and... <laughs> Then they also, and then they also kind of made a Diablo clone. Uh, but, right, but so the, the there Villian. is kind of a richness coming from uh, Blue Hole, kind of doing the Captain Louie, you know, shocked, shocked uh, that someone <laughs> would be taking inspiration from popular games. Well, and this is the thing that's the thing that I think is, ends up being interesting here is like one is the legal precedent thing, especially because it sounds like Blue Hole is issuing legal threat or at least gesturing towards like you'll hear from our lawyers type vibes from them. Um, when like I don't know what a lawyer would do in this scenario, but uh, maybe they have what they think is a game plan, or maybe this is someone who his head is filled with money and and like 
is taking it a step too far. Like I don't, you know, player unknown, Brendan Green didn't come out and say this, you know, the blue hole, blue holes, like communications person did via a, uh, a, a new, not a newsletter, a, a press release. Um, but it's weird. It, it also reminds me a lot of, this is a weird deep cut maybe of, uh, Nas getting mad at Jay-Z for sampling dead presidents. Um, uh, in which, do you know this? Do you know why Nas and Jay-Z had beef back in the day? They had beef for a lot of reasons. The reason they ended up, the, the kind of heart of that beef was that there's a really, really great uh, Nas line on a track that is, I got dead presidents to represent, to represent me. me. Yeah. Right. And, and famously, Jay-Z then just turned that into a song. Later, he, of course, would say, you made it a hot line, I made it a hot song. Um, and the kind of the core of that beef was like, Jay-Z never talked to Nas about it. He never went to him and said, hey, heads up, I'm going to make a dope track sampling your thing. I went through the record company, I'm paying the license fee, like, we're good. The core of it was just like, you didn't ask. And in this scenario, it is Blue Hole, who is in a relationship with Epic already. They are, they are you know, uh, Battlegrounds is on UE4, that's right, right? Um, it's yes. not on okay, uh, and so they have this middleware relationship with Epic already. It's on. They're using their their engine, and so to have them be the ones to go do it, to they claim at least not give them a heads up about it, and to beat them to market on console with the mode, feels like the heart of this thing, right? Yeah, Which is, that's 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 the that's the feeling I get from this is this has less to do because uh, in, in the release. Uh, they pointed towards a Reddit AMA that uh, Brennan Green did in which he said, I expect that people are going to take influence from this game. I just hope right. they bring their own kind of spin to it and do something new because, like, I have heard from AAA game developers, everyone is prototyping of variants of Battlegrounds in their games because, of course, you would do that. Like, it makes all the sense in the world. Video games, part of the, the beauty of video games not being able to... Uh, uh, lockdown game design ideas is that they're able to build on each other in ways right. that just like have benefited the medium immensely um, that would not have been possible without that and made it a much messier medium as a result. Um, I, this feels very specific to them calling out Battlegrounds, them mm-hmm. calling it Battle Royale, them beating them to console, them being free to play on console. Right. Um, like there are a specific business reason that the fact that their middleware provider is the one doing right. it. They're paying I, if, this company money to use their, or they paid paid or are paying money to Epic to use that that engine, and so it, it I it definitely I could see why it would rankle your feeling. I could see why you'd be like, man, fuck off. Like, let us live. We're trying to do stuff with your engine. Like, I get it 100%. But at um, the same it, time, it's not a great look, right? Because, no. like, you made it. Like, right. you know, it's all in the game. And all all Epic is doing is capitalizing the same way everyone else is. But, like, you didn't have dibs on a console release. No, uh, totally. You've already made I, I do. your fortune. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I do wonder if there is a, the added layer here, which is like we already talked about what Brendan Green's like 
arc has been. He's been at a lot of the other ones, not all of them. Like he didn't work on the Culling, right? There are other uh, battle royale games already out there. But I, I wonder if that history of having, you know, as he says, like li- licensed it to Sony before, sets up this precedent in his mind, which is like, oh no, you're gonna, you get to fucking license it, like, or maybe not even his mind, but in Blue Hole's mind, like there is precedent here of other companies licensing this mode from this person who's here. Um, I wonder if they're going to point to that in any way. Like, I don't think that's legal precedent in any way. Like, just because someone, just because you bought the Brooklyn right. Bridge doesn't, from some scammer, doesn't mean that everyone else needs to, too. If it is, like, Riot and Valve probably owe some Warcraft 3 and StarCraft modders yep. a shit ton of cash. Uh, totally. I mean, listen, the, the Dota League stuff, the Dota Heroes of the, of the Storm stuff, like, there's a lot happening in a lot of ways about this stuff. I, you know, DJ Wheat, uh, a Twitch.tv uh, streamer, um, like actually at twitch.tv, not just someone who streams on Twitch, uh, brought up mobile game clones and how prevalent those are and then how those can be incredibly successful too. Like, I don't think this is a, a, a limited case or anything like that, but I think it's a big deal given the incredible success of Battle Battlegrounds this think, year. Do you think part of it is that like Green, until fairly recently, was kind of the scrappy upstart sort of like pushing his his dream vision of of the game he's always wanted to play this is his baby you know it's easy to forget that battlegrounds has basically blown up in a span of six months like i mean his his daily experiences his life his profile have changed quite a bit i can imagine yeah go ahead yeah so i can i'm just saying i can easily imagine you feel like man all this labor I put into this, all this like refining this idea and busting my ass to like bring it to fruition, that wasn't a long time ago and I made my fortune. Like right. that was a few months ago. Like I was hustling to make this happen. We and were now, talking now you're yesterday. We were talking yesterday about this because our one of our biggest stories of the year in terms of traffic uh, has been was a was the first time that we wrote about Player <laughs> Unknown's Battlegrounds, um, which was a Cameron Kunzelman article in which the the head was uh, a game where your only friends are patience, silence, and murder. Like, the word Battlegrounds is nowhere in that headline, and that was not a mistake. That was a choice we made at the time, because we were like, no one knows what this game is. Like, a couple, you know, it's blowing up a little bit, but, like, no one knows what a game called Player, what a bad name, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Yeah, like, so, like, to put, like, the current of, like, like headline writing is that um, sometimes it feels, like, part of the the goal of, of getting a headline right is... Uh, is both doing service to like, especially if it's a game that you're yes you enjoy and you want people to to read about it. You you both want you know traffic to your website because that's like the foundation of a business is is that for better or worse. Um, uh, but also it's like I you know I want people to check this cool thing out. And by your very nature, given the way we are swamped with information, if you see a headline for something and you don't know what that thing is. Your frame of reference may be, understandably so, I don't have time for this. I'm not going to click on it. So if you were to write Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which early in 2017, understandably, you would just move past that because that's a bad name for a video game. Right. Um, we like spent a lot of time, like, how do we describe the nature of Battlegrounds in yep. a way that might connect to people so that they'd be interested in clicking on a game that they have no frame of reference for? Totally. Another one of these is like uh, we did a story, uh, not to keep going down this route, but I think it's interesting. We did a, another story of a sort that we we do a couple of these where it's just like, oh hey, here's a trailer for a game like that we think looks interesting. A game called Thousand Threads, tiny independent game. Uh, Jack DeKeet, who did that heat signature stream with me, actually wrote this, and it's three violent minutes with a game that remembers why it hates you. Great he- headline because if we had put like Wait, these are, Austin, these are both my heads. 
<laughs> you did it, buddy. I'm, Those I'm are the, the good of ones. Headline writing. All right. Finally, for, <laughs> if I wrote something, it fucking sucks. But well, that's hey, just, that's just Cameron, headline writing. Jack, I got you. <laughs> They're both good headlines, and it's like boom. You, you okay? I'm gonna pay attention to this thing now because that's a great like. Oh yeah, I want to know what that game is. But if we had said like, there's an indie game called Thousand Threads, and it, like the the deck of it, Thousand Threads gives its NPCs just enough memory and motivation to create a Hobbesian hellscape. You definitely wrote that one, also, Rob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like you just you, the, it's tough. Headline writing is wild. Anyway, my point is going back to to Battlegrounds. Like six months ago. We knew it was good, but we didn't know that it would blow up this way. No one did. So, yeah, Rob, like your, your point about Brendan Green being kind of like going from scrappy upstart to Kanye West in a single year is um, he'll be in a South Park game before we know it. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I'm exhausted already. But also, but also, if he's not in that South Park game, that South Park game fucked up. Yeah. Like, if there's yeah, not right. a player yeah. unknowns joke in that game, yeah. that game missed the boat. Like, mm. that's not a saying, is it? Missed the, is missed the boat a saying? It is now. Okay. Good. My mom missed a boat once, and as a kid, I made fun of her for it because I was cruel. And I just always <laughs> talked about missing the boat. But no, that's a saying. That's a real saying. She literally missed I feel like I'm one. in a Louis C.K. bit at this she point. She literally like... missed the boat, though. She, like, went to go to a boat. I love my mother. She... she had to go to a poetry reading thing on a boat which is like that's cool uh but she missed it by like 10 minutes and it's like she could see it like taking it like leaving the pier and my mom came home and my stepdad was like oh you we missed the boat and i was like my mom missed the boat and i'm like 13 and just a miserable human anyway i really like saying missed the boat for all of my teenage years because because children are terrible (sighs) No wow. wonder I like Just South Park. Y- young Austin, veer, like, hanging with his mom. You missed the boat, mom. Hanging with dad. Read more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was terrible for a Going long home, time. I'm going to drop some truth on this brainy sphere. <laughs> Not brainy enough for me. I was, the missed the boat thing was very young. Missed the boat thing was, like, 90s. Uh, read more was way too, was, was like <laughs> mid 2000s and was also terrible. All right. I think we might be done. I feel the energy leaving the room as we try to wrap our heads around these things. I think like closing thoughts on the Brendan Green, the, the player known Battlegrounds Fortnite thing is like, also that mode seems bad. The Fortnite like mode just doesn't seem like it gives me anything like what I would want from the Battlegrounds mode uh, or from Fortnite, which is like, the thing I like about Fortnite for the, the, you know, I put 20 hours into it or something, um, is, like, calmly building with friends and, like, setting up bases and kind of just, like, exploring these big maps with, without much tension. And the thing I like from Battlegrounds is, like, not only is the mode idea good, but the action is quick and responsive, the guns feel good to fire... Things aren't squishy. Everything is just kind of, like, snappy. And Fortnite is so, like, it's like a marshmallow game. It's good, but it's like you can squeeze it a little bit. It has a lot of give. It's fluffy. Like, that's how that game feels to me. Uh, we had, again, we ran a piece this week from Janine Hawkins on the site, waypoint.vice.com, on that mode just, like, not not solving any of the problems that Fortnite does have. Uh, and she was writing that as a huge fan of Fortnite. She's put like 60 hours into that game and, and has written about like why that mode doesn't work with that game well and and more importantly why like there are other things that that game needs which reframes this as being like Fortnite's UI is a fucking disaster right now. Like Fortnite's overall meta structure is so impenetrable. Um, 
But what they've done is made a free-to-play <laughs> Battlegrounds mode that is going to console quickly. Uh, and that is, like, it is so hard not to see that very cynically. Uh, here's, what, here's what makes me laugh. So this morning, this press release comes out from Blue Hole. Um, and then just before recording, Epic Games told me uh, they were not going to comment. And then I just see this new uh, thread on NeoGAF that uh, points to Epic uh, this morning releasing a new update to their Battle Royale mode and with all the changes that are coming uh-huh. including squads. So uh, that may be actually Epic's response to this is Still fucked. doing it. Yeah, Come get it. Like, let's go. We got and lawyers I too. And I, and I don't think they'll – I think Blue Hole drops it. I think they – I don't think this goes any further oh, than there's, there's a nowhere bunch to of go. Sniping, sniping statements uh, right. through PR people. I think my like closing thought on it is, you know, some some very good advice from a uh, look. I'm a, I'm a I'm a white cis bro, so I return to Tarantino a lot. But uh, I do think from Dust Till Dawn has some very good advice, and and one of the uh, great lines in that is Harvey Keitel asking, "Are you so much of a fucking dumbass that you do not recognize when you've won?" <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of times when you're gonna want to take umbrage at something right, and like step right. up over something, but. Really, is it worth it? Haven't you already won? Think about right. it. I don't know. Like maybe this gestures towards what their larger intentions and aspirations are, right? Like I think the console market is a meaningful thing. I think Fortnite, having not flopped by any means, but like uh, not having been a hu- made a huge splash, and now having this free to play mode as like an entry, like a gateway drug to it, a kind of an entryway to it, is is definitely something that. I can imagine it's being peeved off, but yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I send the the public like this is why you get a private Twitter. This is why. <laughs> I think Sick of these said, fake I, people letting me license their engine and then stealing my ideas. Cheng Han Kim, you should have gotten on your private Twitter, got on your alt account. <laughs> and I think that's I where think the Epic is has, for. Uh, has said that uh, Fortnite will by the end of the year have made more money for them than any other game they've worked on, though. Wow, so, really? That's that's pretty good. A lot so. of, a uh, lot of, uh, uh, that's the thing is like, I've played a lot of Fortnite. There is also a lot of free to play style stuff in Fortnite to be clear, even well, though that game the is game, not. Uh, the only reason you're paying for it right now is to get early access. That game will oh, go free right, to play right, right. Um, when it hits 1.0. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's why that shit is there is because that's how they'll make money on it later. Right. All right, I think that's going to do it for us. I, I think like, the thing is, like, I actually still want to talk about this more because I think it's interesting. I think there's all of these different angles. I just read just a second that uh, apparently Epic and Bluehole worked together to modify the Unreal Engine for games like Battle Royal or for games like Battlegrounds, which is like, ooh, does that add an interesting angle? Like, they, they work together to, to modify the base engine so that then that does that, like, filter back into Fortnite in a way? Like... I don't know. It's super interesting, and and I I think right now I'm definitely taking a wait and see approach in in the broader picture for the reason that Rob just said, which is like, Battlegrounds had a good ass year. Like I don't think it's going anywhere. I just I could I but I also understand being pissed off. Um, not lawyer pissed off though. That's gonna do it for us today. I'm Austin Walker. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Rob? Uh, wherever they sell more of the four packs of this Founders uh, <laughs> uh, Imperial Malt Liquor. Uh, I need to get I, on that because this is my, my new best friend. We we should have done like this podcast in two parts. Yeah. One now, uh-huh. and then checked in with Rob when he had. had oh, buddy. I think people listening will be able to tell uh, how how full that glass is based on how I sound <laughs> during this podcast. 
<laughs> Perfect. Uh, follow Rob at Rob Zachney on Twitter. Patrick, what about you? Find me at Patrick Clubbing. I got to get me some of this malt liquor. Rob. Where is it? Point Send- me the way. Point me the way. <laughs> Come on in. Let's do it. Uh, you follow everything Waypoint does at twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypointvice, over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash waypoint. Uh, you can follow everything we do on the website at waypoint.vice.com. Talk to us over on the forums at, at forums.waypoint.vice.com or at discourse.zone. That one's easier. Uh, you can also go check out uh, Bowen. Shout out to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Saying that out loud reminded me I have to go over to Hover.com and re- renew Waypoint.Zone, which is the only uh, Waypoint alias that I've actually handled myself instead of having uh, instead of it being a gift from a fan. So I should go check. I should go to Hover.com and do that. We're not being paid by that is website. There a code I just that anyone should go use? to Hover.com, <laughs> use code. We don't have. That's not how we do. We have other ads running now. Uh, Shoutouts to Acast who just drops in ads. There probably was just one a second ago. I don't know. I can't hear it. They don't. I don't hear it while we're recording. That doesn't. They don't have that technology yet. Uh, shout out also to Sophie who is producing this. I don't know if Sophie's on Twitter, and we are not in a studio with Sophie at this moment. We're all recording from home. So, shout out to Sophie. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Danielle, I hope you're having a good a good vacation still. Danica, I hope you. Um, do you have any hopes for Danica? What are my D- Danica hopes, Patrick? She shot a guy today. That was cool in, in Battlegrounds. Good, good no. kill. She just, uh, I hope she gets in that van and gets what she needs. Okay. That's okay. She, she is God the speed, fan of darling Danica. God <laughs> <speed>. <laughs> uh, all right. That's going to do it for us. As Danielle always says, be good and be good at it. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.